welcome to the first ever episode of Caller Patty. Uh, Caller Patty is basically a, uh, it's a radio show slash podcast where we interview experts on different topics uh, and exceptional people. Uh, before we get into anything, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today. Uh, it's Big Al's Baby Back Barbecue and Spa. There's no better place to get your fix in a grub while relaxing in the tub. Uh, today we're talking about organization. So if you're following along at home, I want you to look at your life and just organize it, as they say. And if you're following along on Twitter, make sure to use the hashtag JOI and say it with me, just organize it. Uh, we have Madeline in the stew or the studio today, virtually, of course. Uh, Madeline, maybe if you want to introduce yourself uh, to the listeners around the globe. Uh, hi, my name is Madeline McInnes. I am the writing coordinator at WLU Writing Services, previously known as the Writing Center, if you're more familiar with that, um, on the Waterloo campus. Awesome. And uh, Madeline, do you have a nickname like Maddie or Eline that would be easier for me to call you? Um, I typically either go by Madeline or Maddie. All right, so we'll we'll do we'll do Maddie, I guess for today. It's just easier. Madeline seems very formal. So Maddie, we interview experts here at Caller Patty. Um, why are you an expert in organization? Um, well, organization is something that is um, essential for every student. And I feel like by the end of any degree, um, you should be an expert in organization anyways. Um, when I was in my undergrad, I started the Club Laurier Association of Planners and Stationers, which was all about bullet journaling and planning ahead, um, especially using um, paper products to do so. Um, at the Writing Center, I also um, typically coach students um, used to be at an undergraduate level. Now I do mostly master's tutoring um, on how to develop a paper organization, to plan ahead, to avoid procrastination, those kind of things. Wow. So, all right. So I guess you would be, yes, an expert on organization. Um, and uh, as a writing consultant, can you just sort of go into a little detail of like what a day-to-day -day sort of, or what your day-to-day -day is as a, as a writing consultant at Laurier? Um, so my day to day, uh, I work here full, in a full time capacity. I started uh, in my undergraduate as a part time tutor, then tutored through my master's now at a full time basis. Uh, I tutor uh, master's students mostly, sometimes uh, undergraduates as well. Um, and I help facilitate the tutoring program as well. Um, so working on the database that you would use to book an appointment, um, help the tutors with whatever hiccups they're having. Um, and I also run a number of workshops for undergraduate students teaching on different aspects of academic writing um, from a very basic level to very specific um, things that people need to know for strong academic writing. Uh, yes, I, I have a lot of issues in that area. Um, I actually had in grade 10 a uh, organizational tutor um, that I didn't know they existed but uh, he was this guy, Jordan. Uh, I don't know if we can name him on the podcast, but um, he would come to my house and uh, basically I would give him all of my things that I had to do for the year. And he had this crazy mind with dates where he could, you know, he'd be like, what, what day of the week does my birthday fall on? And, and he'd be like, uh, Saturday. 
and he had this crazy mind, but he organized uh, my grade 10 life for me. Um, and I didn't know that they existed. And that was my first sort of introduction. Um, one of my many tutors, but uh, unfortunately, Maddie, I do, I suffer from uh, ADD, which is uh, attention deficit. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> Just kidding. That's a, that's a joke in the ADD community, um, but it's, it's frowned upon if you, if you don't have ADD to make jokes. But um, so that's awesome. So you tutor the tutors essentially at some points. Uh, at some points, yes. A lot of the tutors will go to each other for um, tutoring advice as well. Um, even when I was in my undergraduate, I would often take my papers to fellow tutors to look over as well, because it's always great to have a, a second set of eyes. Um, like your tutor, Jordan, from uh, high school too. Um, even just having one person to give you advice, see things that you didn't see before, um, perhaps can help you set uh, a, new, uh, a new path, um, which can help uh, in the future too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I could probably think of a handful of, I'm an undergrad, but I can think of a handful of people easy that, that you know, their constant daily complaints could be solved with an organizational tutor or with a writing consultant. Um, but uh, you know, before we get into anything, anything more, um, I want to, you know, get the, the juices flowing. So we're going to play uh, a word association game. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to read aloud a word and uh, you just say the first thing that comes into mind. Um, yeah. Like, you know, two seconds um, and just, you know, whatever pops, it doesn't even have to do with the word, just whatever pops into your head. So maybe take a second, clear, clear the mind, breathe out. Okay. Essay. Study. Golden. Hawks. Thesis. Project. Essay. Development. Lego. Bricks. I would have said Ninjago, personally. <laughs> Synonym. Antonym. Hyperbole. Extravagant. Worcestershire. Hard to pronounce. That's multiple words. But pronunciation. Very there true. we go. <laughs> um, that one, actually, that last one, I practiced a couple times before the interview. But They're think... hard to say. Those English names. <laughs> and uh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're, we're going now. The juices are flowing. Um, what uh, sort of, what are some, I guess we'll start with a very general question. Um, what are, uh, you know, some things that you do throughout your day to stay organized? Uh, just sort of like some routine things. Well, the number one thing that I would recommend for everybody is to keep some sort of schedule. Um, I prefer to have things in a paper copy because I like the act of writing things down. Um, but I also uh, enjoy the fact that writing things down helps me to remember them better than typing them. That said, I also use a Google Calendar. Um, I would recommend an electronic calendar for anybody that has their phone with them and especially Zoom University that we have right now. Having those little notifications of this happens in half an hour, you can be prepared for it. Even if you put the links for Zoom uh, meetings into specific aspects of the calendar, um, it's easy to find, it's easy to connect, um, and it helps me to stay on schedule as well. 
Okay. Yeah. I find from that's, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people do that and I don't know if this goes for other people, but me personally, I forget a lot. So, you know, I set a reminder, um, and, uh, and then I, you know, I'll go throughout my day and I'll, I'll snooze it and I'll forget. I could tell you right now, actually, if I pull my phone out, I have two reminders that I set for today for this episode. One of which I actually forgot about. Uh, and one of them is brush my teeth. Um, so, you know, an array of reminders are set in my phone and deleted throughout the day, um, which actually brings me quickly. I know we're getting sidetracked here a lot, or I am, but um, we forgot there's there's a theme song for the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, we originally had it all set up, but because it's going to be on Spotify, there's, there's copyright issues. Um, so, uh, if you would, if you would join me, it would be awesome uh, in the theme song. Um, it's a sort of uh, remastered version of uh, "Angel of the Morning" by Juice Newton. Um, so, because the show's called Caller Patty, um, the the tune just basically. Sorry, some water. If I'm going to be singing. <laughs> so the tune goes. Just call her Patty of the morning, Patty. And then that would be one of us. And then the other one could come in sort of more falsetto and go, just touch my cheek before you leave, Patty. So. I don't know if I'm super comfortable singing, okay. um, but I think that's a, an excellent idea for a, um, an intro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a work in progress. Um, there's only so many, so many songs that that sort of fall in with the name, um, but we could just we could just soundbite my singing there um, for the for the intro. Um, so, so we've heard your tactics for staying organized. And I wanted to pitch a couple, um, you know, a couple tactics for staying organized in essay writing that I thought of and that I do um, and sort of get your opinion on them. That sounds um, great. So uh, one of them, uh, so the first one is uh, I write things down on my hand a lot. Um, I find, you know, what's, what's with you more every day of the week than your body parts, you know? My hand isn't going anywhere. If I write something down, it's gonna be there. Um, until I sweat and it erases. But uh, what's, what's sort of your opinion on that? Well, I guess the downside to that is washing hands during COVID as well. Uh, it's very mm. easy to wipe it off. Um, I think anything that helps to remind you, however, is a good idea. Um, there's a book that I read recently called Atomic Habits. Um, and in that uh, book, they recommend placing something that reminds you uh, of what you want to do somewhere that you're going to see it and remember it strangely. Like if you put a shoe on your desk, you're gonna say, why is the shoe on my desk? And then remember, oh yeah, I have to uh, go write a hundred words on my discussion post. Um, so putting something where you don't expect to see it will help. 
I think that's the same idea of writing on your hand. When you look down, you see it and you remember. Um, so if you're not comfortable writing on your hand, you can definitely do something um, like that, placing something strange in a strange situation that will help you remember. Um, but I think writing on your hand, if it helps you, it helps you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it works, um, of course, until I wash my hands. So the window for that one, I would say, yeah, big disadvantage is that the window of looking down and reminding myself is closing as I, you know, if I go out and I come back, I wash my hands to be COVID safe. Um, you know, there goes my reminder, just like <laughs> on my phone. Um, the second one would be setting reminders on my phone. Um, I mean, I mean, what do you think of that? Because I, I think people are on their phones a lot. It's probably, you know, the most common place you'll, you'll be looking at things. Yeah, I would definitely recommend setting reminders on phone, especially because like our world right now is so technological. Um, being able to see those reminders and actually near the time that they are to happen um, is quite helpful for me. Um, however, I absolutely am in the same boat. Sometimes I'll just swipe reminders and then completely forget about them. Um, so if that happens to you, what I would recommend is um, writing them down somewhere else as well. Um, then just checking them at the end of the day. So that way you make sure that things actually do get done, even if they don't get done at the time that you think that, you do, uh, that they should. Um, so for me, it's the reminders online. Um, like if I tutor at 2 p.m., I'll get reminded at 1.30. Um, but then I also write tasks in my bullet journal, or you could just use a to-do list or whatever, and then say, oh yeah, I did forget to call my grandmother today. Um, I'll call her now before bed sort of thing. Um, so it actually does get done. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what about... Another thing I do uh, is I, I tell my friends to remind me. Um, I live with four other guys, uh, you know, who I'm, because of COVID, I'm around all day, every day. Um, and, uh, and right now I'm at, I'm at home. So I have moved on to relying on my family members to remind me. But, you know, uh, I'll be like, hey, uh, remind me to take the chicken out of the fridge stuff like that. Actually, I guess chicken out of the freezer it should be in the freezer. <laughs> but, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what's, what's sort of your take on, on putting your burdens on other people? Well, I think it can be very effective if you're all in the same boat. Like if you have a, a discussion post that's due every Friday night and you have some friends in the class, you can say, remind me on Thursday that I need to do the discussion post. And all of you will have the hive mind of needing to remember to do that sort of thing. Um, same thing with taking the, the chicken out of the freezer. If everybody is relying on that chicken for dinner, somebody is going to be likely to remember to take it out um, or to remind you to take it out. Um, however, if it's just you um, that is has to worry about this task that you have to do, um, it's probably best to do something a little bit more personal because whoever is um, you're, you're tasking to help remind you has their own things to remember as well. Um, so it'll get easy to get lost in the conversation, um, especially if they don't directly have to do the same thing that you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, you know, sometimes I, I, I find I'm at a loss um, because, you know, I'll, I'll say, remind me to take the chicken out of the freezer. And then they'll say, well, if I'm taking, if I'm reminding you to take the chicken out of the freezer, you owe me a piece of chicken. <laughs> and so now I'm down a piece of chicken. Uh, it's just, you know, I think that's probably one of the worst ones. Um, I often, 
write things on my friend's hands. Um, Cause then it sort of starts a, a domino type of effect where I write it on their hands when they aren't looking, they now have it on their hands and now they're mad at me the whole day <laughs> because I've written it on their hand and I never forget it. So I, think, I guess that that works at the end of the day. It's not, yeah. I guess, not a good way to make new friends by writing on the other people's no. hands. But if you got that relationship and it helps, it's like that shoe situation too. You wrote it on the hand, you've got a story to remember it now and it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not sustainable uh, with friendships, but, you know, I guess whatever, whatever you need to do to be reminded of things. And, uh, and because, you know, I, I wanted to talk about essay writing too, because that's, you know, sort of more uh, specifically your area of expertise. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of people um, have, and, you know, I'll admit it, I'm one of them, have issues with essay writing, uh, finding like, you know, motivation to do it, um, actually writing it, um, and, you know, coming up with, with, with what they're going to write about. Um, now, one big sort of, I got really excited about this idea that I had, um, and I want to ask you, so much of writing is creativity, and I don't know. I was thinking, what if you started with the conclusion and worked backwards? That way I know how the essay ends. And then I, I, I don't know, I start with the conclusion, finish with the thesis. You're actually not far off from the structure that I recommend at all. Um, I always recommend writing the introduction last because it, you, it's very difficult to introduce what's coming in your essay if you have no idea what's coming in your essay. So what I would always recommend is to write your body paragraphs first, then the conclusion, then the introduction. So same sort of idea of what you're thinking here um, is having that argument in mind. So like you would be saying with the conclusion, um, then writing your body paragraphs, and then you might have to rework that conclusion to actually conclude what you wrote in your essay, but then go back and write the introduction. Um, that might be a very strong way to have a cohesive argument as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I find most of mine, most, most essays I write, um, they don't have a thesis. Uh, the space where the thesis usually is, uh, is just a general sort of sentence. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it works. Um, I think that with the workload that professors are marking right now, uh, in the amount of time they have, I think it's it's ramped up so much that that I've gotten away with a lot of bad essay writing. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't think that that's something that, that, you know, I could continue on with. So I might have to, yeah, buckle down and, and start with the conclusion, then the body paragraphs, and then involve an actual thesis. But yeah, thesis writing is one of the absolute most difficult parts of academic writing, period. It is the most important sentence and it's the hardest one to write. So I bet many of your listeners are in the exact same boat that you are. Writing a thesis is very difficult. How do you, like, what's, do you have any tips for coming up with, with a thesis statement? Or? 
Absolutely. Um, so I run a whole workshop on developing thesis statements for undergraduate papers. It's running a few more times this semester as well. Um, but overall, what I would recommend is uh, developing your thesis as you go along, um, not having a thesis in mind as you start to write. Um, the thesis should be the last thing that you, you polish off um, because it should be so specific. Um, and that's the next uh, the next statement that I would say with the thesis is make sure that it is extremely specific. Um, a lot of people think of academic writing like they would creative writing um, in terms of that you want the reader to be surprised as you go along, but that's not the genre of academic writing. Somebody should be able to read your introduction, including your thesis, and know exactly what's going to happen in your paper. There should be absolutely no surprises as you go along, and your thesis should be very clear with that. Finally, a thesis should always be contestable, meaning that somebody should be able to disagree with it. If your thesis is a fact, it's not a very strong thesis because nobody could disagree with it. Um, so take a leap of faith and share your own opinion based on the sources that you've found or the experiments that you've done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I mean, I've always looked at a thesis as it's like a hard sort of just, you know, just lay it down. That's my thesis. Don't even question it when I have them. When I don't have them, they, they don't exist. They're just, it's just a sentence. But um, yeah, I think that, that a lot of times um, I don't want to come across as, as, you know, doing a creative writing piece for my essays, but sometimes it just, you know, it's, it's 11 o'clock. It's due at 11.59. I'm on, I'm on paragraph you know, one or two, and I'm just in the zone and I just start going, you know, like I'm just typing like thousand words a, a, an hour. But, you know, I think that, that I get in the zone and a lot of people do get in the zone too much and they don't stop and then reread it. And I think that there's, you know, they, they start talking like, not like an academic paper, like an essay, they just start talking as if they're having a conversation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that starts with, with sort of structure to it, like to an essay. Um, Absolutely. And thinking of an essay as a genre like that as well, um, following through your paper is incredibly important. Um, and this is a controversial opinion in the community, but I do genuinely feel like students should write how best works for them. Like I am an extremely deadline motivated person. I will write up until midnight on any time that an essay is due. Um, and if that's what works for you, you just have to prepare for that. Um, having your sources ahead of time and leaving yourself time to go through and read it like you just suggested um, is what's most important if you're a deadline motivated person as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, as they say, a diamond is a chunk of coal that did well under pressure. Um, and that's what I, that's what I look at myself as just a chunk of coal. As but, long as you give yourself time to polish, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I have done all of my papers this year, um, at, uh, with, I've submitted them within the, the 10 minutes that they're due. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's just some people, some people work, you know, they're in the zone, they're going, and uh, other people, I guess, you know, structure works for them with essay writing. Um, but, you know, you say it's controversial. Um, are you at risk of, of 
you know, uh, any, any backlash from the community after saying that or? I don't think so. I think that uh, a lot of people will always encourage students to start, you know, if you've got an essay due in April, start it now. Um, but I'm not entirely sure that that's realistic for a lot of our students, especially during um, this sort of learning online environment. Uh, people are tired. Um, that's, there's no question there. Um, so I do genuinely think that students need to do what is best for them and their mental health. Um, as long as you're preparing to write those essays at the last minute, like you've got your sources, you've got a general idea, and of course that you leave time to go over a draft or two of it, especially if you make an outline in advance, that's absolutely an excellent thing to do. Um, but you want to do what's best for you and work within your um, doing your best um, can only be doing your best at your limit. You shouldn't be skipping sleep or skipping meals to try and get these things done. So as long as you're prepared for that, um, as long as you're taking care of yourself, I think that you're doing your best. Um, and that's all that we can ask of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of high school teachers would probably disagree with that. Not that it's not that it's wrong, but you know, they're always talking about, you know, the right way to write an essay. And uh, I think that, uh, a lot of people that I know have become very successful just by, you know, doing what works for them. Um, if they have, you know, um, an essay do, I mean, I know that some people look at it as, you know, they, they have an essay due on Friday and it's Wednesday and they haven't started. And rather than, you know, freaking out and rushing through it, they go, okay, well, technically I have 48 hours before this thing is due. 48 hours is more than enough to write the essays. So let's, let's, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and, and figure out what we have to do to get this essay done. And uh, yeah, I think that a lot of people can become super, especially now, super worried about deadlines and, 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 you know, they'll, they'll reach a day before the essays due and they'll be like, Oh, that's it. I'm just not going to submit it. Um, and I think that that's kind of sucks. It's kind of, it's kind of shitty. You can yeah, swear think, on the podcast, apparently. So. <laughs> I think it's the worst possible thing for you to do to say, I'm so stressed. I only have 24 hours left. I'm not going to submit anything at all. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, a 50 is going to help your mark way more than a zero. Um, so even if you're not confident in your essay, it's better to submit it um, than not submit anything at all. And it's better to submit it late than not to submit anything at all. Mm -hmm. Typically these days, it's usually what, two to 5% per day late. That's only one letter grade. It's better, you know, from dropping from a B minus to a C plus than dropping from a B minus to a zero if you don't hand it in. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, you might even surprise yourself. I mean, you obviously at some point had to discover that you work well under pressure. Um, as I did and as, as a lot of people do, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've, I've surprised myself a lot with, uh, what I can accomplish at 1145 at night. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually, I want to take a second. I think we have, uh, yeah, we have a caller coming through just one second. Um, let me just connect. Um, connect my phone to here. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Let me just, um, one second. We've got... All right. Uh, you're on caller Patty. What's up? Uh, hey, this is 
Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Uh, do you have a question for Maddie? You, uh, you want to take this one? I don't really know how to go about that one. Sure, absolutely. I'd be very happy to help. Um, I think the most important thing to look at if you do have a whole bunch of overdue assignments is which ones are worth the most. Um, if you have to sacrifice something, let it be, you know, a 5% discussion post rather than a 20 or 25% paper proposal. Um, so looking at that and doing the ones that are worth the most first, um, I would say is essential. Um, just like Patty was talking about earlier in this uh, segment, we do actually have organizational coaches at Laurier as well in the student success department. Um, so not same with uh, us at writing, but in the same umbrella. Um, you can book an appointment with them too and they can help structure um, your assignments and help you get onto a schedule. And finally, what I would also recommend um, is using the Laurier assignment planner, which you can find online. If you're a deadline motivated person like I am, the assignment planner will break down into sections, um, mini due dates for yourself. Um, and of course, the mini due dates aren't going to directly um, give you things that you have to hand in. Those are yourself motivated, um, but it'll give you an organization that you can hit mini deadlines along the way so things don't pile up. Um, in terms of why things are piling up, that's also something to look at. A lot of the time, procrastination isn't just procrastination, it comes from something else. I'm a procrastinator because I'm a perfectionist. I want it to be perfect if it's worth doing. Um, so looking at why those assignments are piling up, maybe there's just so much going on in your life. Maybe you're a perfectionist like me. Uh, maybe there's something else going on like your computer broke and you're trying to catch up. Just looking at that and trying to avoid it for the future might be helpful for you too, um, whether for this semester or semesters in the future. Wow, that was, that was probably the best answer we'll ever have on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think now more than ever, to give my expert opinion, Maddie, um, I think now more than ever people are, uh, you know, assignments are piling up or they're missing assignments because everything's online. That's, I think, a huge thing is, you know, you don't go to lectures and have the professor mention at the start of the lecture, by the way, you have this due. You don't have tutorials where they say, by the way, you have this due, and it's just those extra reminders, um, and you can't interact uh, as easily with people in your classes and sort of figure out uh, and study together and figure out what you have to do. So I know I've missed assignments uh, tons of people have missed assignments that I know uh, just because they've been, you know, it, it's popped up on the side of their my learning space. Um, and, or, you know, they, they don't always log into my learning space uh, and, and check everything that they have. Um, and I think that's unfortunate, but it's just a whole new way of schooling this year and a lot to adapt to. But, uh, but yeah, we actually also have uh, one more phone call to reconnect my landline to, sorry, one second. Um, uh, do, 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 where is it? Here we go. It's uh, gonna connect it. It's coming through, oh, 
Okay, yeah. It should be. I'm just going to answer it. Uh, what's up? You're caller number three, sir. Yes, you are, and uh, you're interrupting my interview, actually. No way! Oh, that's awesome. I'm a big fan of your show. Patty, you're hilarious, dude. This is amazing. It's just a little thing I do to keep the lights on. Do you have a question for Maddie? Yeah, so I did have one question about organizations. I'm a university student myself, and I was just curious, uh, what would be your number one tip, like best piece of advice you could give So I guess that that is sort of what we were just talking about. Uh, if you want to maybe talk more about specifically online. Yeah, okay, definitely. Um, the biggest tip that I have uh, to stay organized in online schooling is to get ahead. Um, if you get ahead, it's impossible to get behind because even if you get behind from being ahead, you're just caught up. Um, so Right now, it's still um, quite close to the beginning of the semester, getting into midterm season. Um, you still have some time to write down those due dates. Um, like Patty and I were just discussing, it's so easy to lose that sidebar on my learning space and just forget it about an assignment. Um, so even if you just take 20 minutes or half an hour today to write down all of your due dates when things are due, date by date, so that way you know things are coming up. It's not a surprise. Um, you'll probably be setting yourself up well for the rest of the semester, even if you don't start those assignments. As long as you know that they're due and they're coming up, you'll be more prepared for them in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, um, what, what I've done in the past, I don't know if this will help the caller, but I mean, uh, yeah, start of the semester syllabus, read through it, take like, you know, maybe put some music on, take like five, 10 minutes, write down everything you have to do for the semester and then divide it by month and like, you know, hang it up a piece of paper uh, at your desk, or I'm sure you would probably against just writing it on a piece of paper but you know something like that and just have it in front of you so that you can go back to it exactly and there's even these uh, four-month calendars at the laurier bookstore that i've had for now six years that it breaks it down by the entire semester and you can just fill it out like like a calendar format on a whiteboard super helpful to see everything at a glance too mm -hmm. oh the big ones the, the big ones yeah 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 the dry erase uh i have one of those um, and super helpful. I wrote in Sharpie on, on it though. So it was good. It was good. It was really good for the one month. Um, but after that it was, there was yeah. nothing. If you do write with Sharpie, you can try rubbing alcohol on it or rub over top of it with a dry erase marker. Sometimes it works. Take it really? off. Yeah. Really, really. <laughs> rubbing alcohol and a dry erase, dry eraser. <laughs> Just try erase marker. If you, you color over it and then try and erase it, sometimes it works. Huh. Wow. Whiteboard consultant as well. <laughs> it's the stationary expert in me. What can I say? <laughs> and uh, if, if there's time, we have one more caller that we were going to let through. Yeah, I'd be happy. Um, do, 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 do. All right. Just gonna have to reconnect it again. 
Hello? Thank you. It's my pleasure. And uh, what was your question for Maddie? Okay, so my question is, how do I properly use the semicolon? Wow, that's, uh, that's a great question. Um, so many people, not me, I, but I know of people, um, other, like other people that don't know when to use this, a semicolon. Um, would you maybe... Uh, be able to give some insight on that? Absolutely. Semicolon is one of my absolute favorite punctuations. Um, so semicolon, there are only two times that you will ever use a semicolon. Um, the first way to use a semicolon is to separate two sentences that could otherwise have been ended with a period, but you want to connect them more intimately. Um, the most classic way to do this um, is to have one statement, semicolon, however, comma, second statement. Um, so you're connecting these two statements together. Um, you want them to be viewed together, but there has to be a full sentence on both sides. The second way to use a semicolon is a little bit more complicated, um, but you might come across it in your academic writing as well. Um, this is where you would use a semicolon to separate items in a list that also have commas. Um, so that's something like, I went to the grocery store with Michael, comma, the guy in the green shirt, semicolon. Emily, comma, the girl in the pink shirt, semicolon, and Aaron, uh, comma, the guy in the gray shirt, period. So that way you're separating out, this is not six people that you're talking about, you're talking about three people and you're describing them more. So there's commas within that list, so you have to have semicolons between the items to separate them out, or the people in this case. Um, those are the only two reasons that you would ever want to use a semicolon. Um, other than that, you're probably wanting a full-blown colon, a comma, or a period. Well, I always took them. Okay, that not that I I, I obviously knew how to use them, but I always took it yeah face value that it was just a half colon, and if you didn't want to use a full colon, you could just use the half the semi one. But that so okay so. So in a list, I'll remember that because, you know, I feel like if you throw them in an essay, not just throw them in, of course, strategically place them in an essay, uh, it sort of shows, whoa, all right, this person knows what they're doing. As long as you use them correctly, yes. There's also a quote out there, I think it's by Ernest Hemingway, something to the effect of the only thing a semicolon does is show that you've been to university. Um, so as long as you're using them strategically and you're not overusing them, they can be very effective. Um, but don't also just use them to say, oh, look, look, I know how to use them. Uh, make sure that you are using them strategically and they can be very effective. It's actually, that's exactly what I say when I use a semicolon. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I mean, there's just looking at my keyboard, uh, while we're going over the semicolon and there's, there's many, a, many a things, uh, that I, that I don't use. If going back to grade two level English for a second, periods and commas are when you take a breath. Do you take a breath at a semicolon? Yes, you would take a breath like you would with a period. Um, you're separating out like two separate sentences, um, but you want them more intimately together. So could replace a period, I would take a period length breath. Intimately as in, 
like a sexual connotation? More as in a, uh, a relationship, like a friendly brother and sister. It's uh, just, it's just a friendly arm around each other. We're connected. Um, we relate to each other. Um, here, here's how we go hand in hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, um, I've never thought of, of, of writing in in that light of intimacy, but, but I guess, uh, I guess I have a new way of thinking now. And it, it's like ho- all of the the sentences, if you want to think about it like that, all holding hands, all connecting to each other in one way or the other too. That's kind of what helps with flow uh, between paragraphs and sentences too. Just to be able to, um, all of the sentences be in conversation, building upon the other too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, uh, that's a really good way of looking at it. Mine definitely doesn't flow. Um, and I can tell you some of the some of the papers that I've read for other people don't float. Not them taking business away from you. Um, <laughs> just been asked to to peer review uh, some stuff, and and actually, you you talked about before how important it is you know because you oversee some other organizational tutors. How important would you say, you know, if if you were to go through a checklist of things you had to do? Uh, writing an essay, how important is peer reviewing or, or getting your friend to look it over? Um, I would say it's not up there in the most important things you have to do. So let's say going back to you're writing it in two hours. Uh, of course, you've had your sources for a week already, I'm hoping, um, but you have time to write it um, and then um, edit it before you hand it in. Uh, in terms of what you should be doing and prioritizing, having your friend read it over is not what I would prioritize. Um, if you do give yourself enough time to have somebody else read it over, I would recommend going to a peer tutor simply because they are trained in this. We have a full time week every summer of just training for things like grammar, citation styles, essay writing, common errors, um, talking to English language learners. Um, all of these things. So these people are prepared to look at your paper from any discipline and give you an educated second opinion. Not that your friends wouldn't know, of course, um, but these people know how to teach you to do it for yourself rather than just doing it for you. So you don't need a friend to read it every time. You can just have this uh, gone over with a peer tutor once and find those mistakes for yourself the next time, which is really how you learn at the end of the day. Getting somebody else to look at it, however, can be very effective um, for making sure that you have the best possible essay um, because somebody else will catch mistakes that you don't know that you're making. So uh, sometimes there's that classic, you've added two thes into your sentence back to back and you just don't realize it because your eye skims over it because you read it. As soon as somebody else reads it, it will be there's two thes back to back there and you'll say, how did I not catch that the first time? So having a new set of eyes can only be helpful, but I would always recommend it um, to teach you how to write better in the future rather than just having somebody edit it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like I, I definitely trust you that that you guys would be a lot better than my friends, but sometimes, you know, I'll just toss in my computer before I submit something, you know, within that three minute window before the Dropbox closes, I'll be like, read it over, had a semicolon. 
Let me you see. do also just want to be careful with academic integrity there as well. Looking over something just to make sure it sounds good is a lot different than having somebody change your paragraphs for you, which it gets into very dangerous territory. Mm. The easiest way to get into trouble into university is to get into academic integrity issues with cheating, plagiarism, those sort of things. Um, so just being mindful of that as well is extremely important for your success in university. Mm -hmm. We'll maybe cut that part out that I said, but if you, uh, so that is academic integrity, uh, academic integrity, integrity. Uh, if I, if someone goes, Hey, how about instead of doing this, you do this. There is a difference between asking the question like that and doing it for you. If I were to read your paper and I said, how would you feel about adding a semicolon here? Here's the, how you'd use a semicolon. That's your choice at the end of the day, whether you want to take my advice or not. Versus if I just sit down and you say, read my paper for me and I add a whole bunch of semicolons, that gets into weird academic integrity gray area because that's no longer your writing. It's my writing. So like a loophole. If you are a fine line. Fine line, I think, yes. Fine line for academic integrity. And it's always a good idea to be more safe than less. Yeah, of course. I, I, would, I would never, um, especially because, you know, I already have the semicolons in my essay. But uh, that's interesting. And what, you know, uh, do, well, I know that, you know, special constables wouldn't, wouldn't exactly, you know, bust down your door for academic integrity, but what, uh, you know, have you ever s dealt with or, or seen someone just like completely plagiarize an essay? And um, Typically, no, um, because at our level, um, we only see the paper before it's handed in and it's not plagiarism until it's handed in. Um, however, there are certainly ways that professors and professional academics can tell if a paper is plagiarized or not. Um, it, it is actually quite easy to tell, even if you think you're being slick, even if you've had somebody else write your essay for you, which is an absolute no-no. Please never let somebody write your essay for you, even if you're behind schedule really and have good. the means to do so. Um, so people do do that. Don't be one of those people. Um, it's very, very easy to spot. So don't do it. Avoid it at all costs. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I, you know, I assume people have thought of me to write essays for them before, uh, just because they've read my past ones and they want me to, to you know, help them help them get the great marks that I. But I would never. Um, but it. Uh, that is crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that about uh, academic integrity. Yeah, you'll so, even see, sorry, not, I was oh, just going to say. It's not plagiarism <laughs> until it's submitted. Yes. Yeah. So um, you can go through, it's like when you're writing your papers, you might copy full passages of a, um, a reading uh, into your, um, your essay, but as long as you change it or give a citation before it's handed in, it's not plagiarism. It's just a draft at that point. Yeah, I uh, just, you know, uh, I guess saturate my essays with quotes, uh, just like a, lo a lot of it's quotes. So 
it's almost hard to plagiarize in my essays because there's no there's no claims that these are my thoughts i'm fully admitting that i that i have not thought of these and i'm saying these guys thought of it and here's what they say and as long as you're given those citations you're good to go um, one very easy way that might help you uh, enhance your essays then as well, if you've got a lot of quotes, just explain the significance of those quotes. Why did you pick that particular quote out of the millions out there for your particular essay? That's one very, very easy way to bump you up a mark. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, uh, it's like, you know, everyone's worst nightmare to be confronted about plagiarism and, and stuff. But um, yeah, I can't believe I didn't even think to tackle that topic yet. It just came up. But uh, yeah, very, very important topic for all of you listening around the globe. I'm assuming there's people listening around the world. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've never had an experience with it, nor do I ever want an experience with it. But um, I think as, as long as I keep, you know, just pumping out average essays um, at 11.30, I should be good. But I actually am going to take you up on, on some of the, uh, the help with essays because I have a couple papers due uh, very soon um, that I'm not prepared for, uh, especially annotated bibliographies. Um, how do I, and maybe, you know, people listening want to know too, how would you uh, go about uh, like booking an appointment or I'm assuming it's all on online on zoom. It's all online. Yeah. We use uh, Microsoft teams to do our appointments simply because screen sharing is easier if um, things don't work out. Um, mm -hmm. So we use Microsoft teams and Google docs um, for our appointments to book an appointment. You'll just want to go to the student success database. Um, so that link would be HTTPS uh, web dot WLU dot ca slash student success slash portal slash index dot php um, that link there will give you the database to log into um, the uh, booking software you can book a writing appointment you can book a study skills appointment um, you can book a math and stats appointment if that's something that you're interested in too for your courses um, and there's a drop down menu for undergraduates graduates um, masters phd students and international students for writing appointments as well um, right now we're doing 50 minute sessions after reading week we'll be doing 20 minute sessions um, and you can fit them into your schedule and you'll get the link in advance so you can connect and look over a draft of your paper whether that's at a brainstorming stage or even a marked paper and we'll look over at any stage in your writing process so if you have a problem with the way your paper was marked you guys will review it or yeah, and it's more like if you have um, comments on your paper, we can look through and say, um, here's probably where your professor means, or if you've got uh, feedback on your paper, like this needs better structure, better flow for the future, we can talk about strategies for structure and flow based on previous things to apply to the future too. Awesome. And, um, yeah, I know have to go uh, very soon, um, but... Uh, I just wanted to ask, you know, because I've, I mean, I've challenged many teachers on many marks that they've given me as kind of that kid in high school. Um, and uh, most of them I lost, some of them I won, but uh, in university, it's a little more intimidating because everyone's got a PhD 
and you know had a master's in something and uh i guess you know what what do you think if you have or let's say i i feel i've been unfairly marked on a very important paper uh, and i bring it to you guys um can you guys help me out with you know figuring out if there is something that i was you know uh wrongly or wronged on in the marking or um, um that is an excellent question. Um, what I would say to that is always give yourself 24 hours to digest the comments. If you don't have any comments, that's a problem in of itself. Um, but give yourself time to digest the comments, see what it says. If you're not sure what the comments even mean, that's what I would recommend coming to us about. Um, we can help look it over for you. We can help to identify the parts that the comments might be looking at. Um, and then from there, our tutors might be able to help um, guide you and say, here are some uh, things for the future or you might want to go back to your professor about this as well. Um, there's one time that I had an appointment with a, an undergraduate student who had um, uh, comments that just completely did not match her paper at all and it turns out she had gotten somebody else's grade. Um, so that's a, a very um, interesting case. It doesn't happen very frequently um, but perhaps having a second set of eyes though we can't mark or advocate for you on that aspect um, could help you either understand um, what the comments mean or give you a, a next step of things to ask your professor for more specifics. That's awesome. Yeah, because I think a lot of people would be, um, uh, you know, intimidated or scared to challenge their professor um, on something. And, uh, you know, it could be the difference of passing or failing. So that's awesome. I, I'm probably going to come to you guys with a lot of papers that I'm challenging. Um, but uh, yeah, I think... We're, we're just about at the time limit for today. And I know you have a meeting very soon, I'm pretty sure in a minute or something. So I'm sorry for keeping you so long. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, and uh, is there anything else you wanted to say or? Um, I don't think so. I would just say, make sure that uh, at a academic level, every student is advocating for the supports that they need. Uh, make sure that you're taking care of your mental health. Your mental health will lead to good assignments. Um, so reach out to us at Student Success, whether in math and stats, writing, study skills, uh, any of us. Um, we are here to help you. We want to help you succeed and give you strategies to succeed. Um, but we can't help you if we don't know that you're out there looking for help. So make sure you reach out and we're very happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming and to all you listeners once again around the world or wherever you are, uh, you have the link uh, for the resources and I do encourage you as I will to be taking Maddie and her team up on that. So uh, that's it for today for Caller Patty. Um, uh, there's no sign out song yet. I haven't come up with one, but uh, uh, happy Monday. This will be released on a Monday. So it's <laughs> to say happy Monday. But uh, yeah, it was great talking with you, Maddie. And thank you so much for joining me today. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to uh, hearing future versions of the show. Thank you, as do I. All right. I'll see you later. Have a good weekend. You as well. Thanks so much, Patty.